This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, of course, as always, for making this show a part of your morning routines. And uh, I hope you've been able in the last 24 hours to kind of get your mind a bit clearer take your mind away from the disappointment of Wednesday evening. It's Friday, which means that the weekend starts today. Let's be honest. Friday is the start of the weekend. You can enjoy a last day at work or school, whatever's going on on your Friday, even if you have that. Uh, And then, of course, enjoy your weekend. If, of course, Arsenal are kind enough to give you that little push to enjoy your Saturday. So Arsenal take on Aston Villa tomorrow at Villa Park. I'm going to be there. Uh, Yes, we're going to bring the omen, the bad omen of me attending away games because I'm going to Leicester as well next week. Um, We need to bring it to an end. We need to end this now. So let's make sure that we can do that. Uh, Good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. Good morning to Steve Stone, to Carl, to A1, Blackshine. Uh, Good morning to Matt G, Dave, Red Star, Martin, Amira, Paul, uh, NSW, Yomi. Good morning to Marcus. Good morning to Matt. Uh, I just need to check quickly if StreamYard's mugged anyone off. No, they didn't, actually, this morning. Steve was indeed first. Uh, Sweater Mellow, uh, good morning to you, Stevie, Vivian, Jean, Clincy, uh, and all the usual suspects. Uh, Clincy says, my notifications for TGT not working. Don't know why. I don't know why either. It's YouTube. Doesn't, not a fan. Not a fan of showing the notifications at the moment. I do think, to be fair, that it's when we go live that usually people get notified rather than when I set up the stream. But I might be wrong. But I think that's how it works. Ashton says, Tom, please don't go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to be there. And we are going to end this. I'd like to point out, I've also been at the games like Leeds that we won, like Brighton that we won, yeah? It's not just been defeats. It's not. And I wasn't there on Wednesday either. That was all Kaya. All Kaya. So if you want to have a go at people being at games and losing, blame him. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Anyway, drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you've never, 
ever miss a show if YouTube decides to tell you, um, of course. But let's get on with today's stories. Uh, first of all, uh, the first round of the knockouts, well, the knockout round playoffs, if you want to call it, uh, of the Europa League, the last 32, if you will, took place last night. Let me run you through the scores. Barcelona in the big game against Manchester United drew 2-2, giving advantage, you would guess, to Manchester United when they go back to play at Old Trafford. Obviously, I think I'd rather see Barcelona go through. That said, there's also a benefit either way because it gives Man United more fixtures uh, going forwards. Shakhtar Donetsk beat Rennes and will then travel to France to play the second fixture. Uh, Ajax drew 0-0 with Union Berlin and will travel to Germany for the second fixture. Uh, Rebel Salzburg uh, beat Roma 1-0. Jose Mourinho's Roma will have to try and get that scoreline back around the right way for them in Rome uh, next week. Juventus drew at home 1-1 with Nantes. Uh, yes, Juventus are Really, really struggling these days. They will have to try and uh, reverse that and certainly turn that back in their favour in France next week. Uh, Sporting Lisbon drew 1-1 with Midgeland uh, and will, of course, now have to go uh, and play away from home to get that result. Could knock out another big side in the competition. Monaco won 3-2 away at Bayer Leverkusen in a really interesting game, uh, which means, again, another French side will be returning to their homeland next week to try and take themselves through. There's a good chance that all three French teams there could make their way through to the next round of the competition. And lastly, Sevilla, struggling Sevilla, who have not had a good season in La Liga this year. They aren't the title challengers that they were last season. You know, they've been trying to stave off a relegation fight this year. They beat high-flying PSV 3-0. Of course, that's a PSV now without Cody Gakpo and Noni Madueke, who aren't there anymore. Um, but Sevilla running out 3-0 winners, you'd expect, would progress through. Of all the teams, they look the most likely now to go through to the next round. As soon as that's completed, we'll bring you updates of the games, of course, next week, and then we'll be doing the draw. I believe the draw is on next Friday. I might be wrong, but I think uh, it might be next next Saturday, perhaps. I mean, I might need to get the date exactly right. Europa League last 16 draw dates. We should do a quick check on that. 24th of Feb is when it is going to be. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, next Friday. So uh, the games will be on the 23rd and the draw will be on the Friday. So there you go. Okay, let's move forward to our next story. Jamie Carragher has indeed backed Arsenal to fight back for the title. He says, I think the big thing for Arsenal is not to panic. The only way I've ever felt Arsenal could win the league is if Man City go deep in the Champions League and the FA Cup. And they will probably get to the semi-finals of both of those competitions. At least when it gets towards the end of the season, Man City could have so many games that even if Arsenal were level or two points behind, they could come late and clinch the title. So Jamie Carragher believing that Arsenal still indeed can turn things around. I say turn things around. I can in the sense of form, but win that game in hand and we're still top of the table by three points with that cushion. Arsenal just need to make sure that they now get winning. That's what we need to see. We need to be winning because at the moment... Things aren't looking too good. Gabriel Martinelli uh, has also been speaking, although I'm not sure why it says Mikel Arteta. <laughs> Gabriel Martinelli has been talking about what needs to be done um, regarding uh, his own form and Arsenal's bout for the potential title. If I just get you the quotes here. He says, we are going to bounce back. We know our team, we know our qualities, and we are going to stick together. We are a family, and we are going to fight until the end. Of course, in a game like this, the team that makes less mistakes are going to win the game. But I think we deserved a better result. We need to look for the next game now. And we lost the game, but we are Arsenal and we know how big we are and our qualities. We go to the next game to win and to try and beat 
Villa. Uh, he continued on by saying, we know our team, we know our qualities, and we are going to stick together. And said, in his last uh, kind of discussion with the Mirror, I think I can improve in himself. I think everyone in the team can improve. I always try to rewatch the game and see what my mistakes were and try to improve. It's not going to be different with this game. I'm going to rewatch the game and see my mistakes and try to improve. Uh, mistakes are part of the game and we need to try and nail it down and try to make them. It's easy to say now when you are here, but when you're on the pitch, it is so much harder. Hopefully Martinelli can indeed change things. Um, and I really hope that he is a player that if he's dropped or changed or rotated for Villa, that he comes off the bench and really fights for his place back. We need competition. We need accountability. And Martinelli needs to be better. And we know that. And he does clearly as well. Now, Arteta is set to provide an update on both Emil Smith-Rowe and Thomas Partey. Arteta is set to take his press conference this morning, 9.30am. You'll be able to follow that and the live uh, updates from that over on football.london. You'll be able to watch back the press conference, of course, over on the Arsenal way as well. Um, but yes, we're supposed to get updates on both Smith-Rowe and Partey if indeed Arteta does choose to give us much detail about the two. Uh, he said after the game against um, Manchester City that they had to do and wait and see how bad the injury to Partey was. Although they they claimed it was just uh, tightness. Uh, that's what the website claimed. Whether or not that was accurate or true, I guess we'll about to find out. But we should be getting an update on Partey in this morning's Arteta press conference. Charlie Patino, however, did not have the best of nights either. He was sent off for Blackpool in their game. Um, and I tell you what, Blackpool fans not supposedly too happy. That's anyway, according to uh, an article that I will not name where it came from, uh, that started to put out quotes of Blackpool supporters saying that he needs to be sent back to Arsenal. I can't imagine that all Blackpool fans feel that way, considering I've spoken to plenty of them who have raved about Charlie Patino this season. But on a yellow card, he put in a very silly tackle and got sent off for his troubles uh, in that game. So we're hoping at least that he can respond and we'll, of course, bring you an update on Charlie Patino and how he's been getting on throughout the whole of February in our next Lone Roundup episode, which will be at the start of March. So make sure you are subscribed to get that content. And lastly, Edu and Arsenal, according to Ben Jacobs, have made an Ansu Fati inquiry, despite the desire of Xavi to keep the player. We told you previously that there had indeed been interest from Arsenal and now supposedly Arsenal have made that inquiry despite the fact that Xavi, the Barcelona manager, has said very clearly that he wants to keep hold of the starlets. He has a significant length of contract and would be significantly expensive if Arsenal wanted to get the deal done. Uh, very exciting young talent still. Yes, he's had his injury problems as well. Uh, can play across the front three. Uh, can play mainly on the left but can play through the middle and has to a lesser extent played and jumped up on the right-hand side as well. Uh, if you are looking at the Arsenal team right now, I guess with Trossard's position maybe changing in the next couple of years, maybe going slightly more central and deeper, we would need, therefore, more competition on the left-hand side. I suppose that's why they would look at it. Um, but he hasn't yes, necessarily shown the same level of quality since that injury he suffered. Uh, two injuries, to be fair. He had a serious knee problem and a serious hamstring problem as well that he has not yet been able to show what he's capable of really since that. Arsenal are said to have an interest in the player and we'll be looking to try and sign him up. Now, you can indeed listen to our Aston Villa preview tonight at 5.30pm um, and you can get yourself signed up to watch with our members and look ahead to the game. Of course, this is the return uh, once again of Unai Emery to the Premier League. The first time that Arsenal will face Unai Emery in the Premier League. Of course, Arsenal did lose to Villarreal in the Europa League semi-final 
those couple of years ago, back in 2021, um, when we were defeated and things changed drastically. It changed the mind of a lot of people that game. And Emery certainly knows how to get a result against Arsenal. We know that for certain. So can Arsenal overcome Villa tomorrow? Well, we'll be discussing all of that and more in tonight's preview show. Let's move to part two then and your questions right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat uh, in just a second. What I do want to say is I tell you what, yesterday's show, my goodness, the comment section. (laughs) The comment section of yesterday's video was so toxic at times. So incredibly toxic. It's amazing how angry people can be at me for just having a different opinion. And I tell you what, it's, it's it's amazing to me how people can be so angry at me for just not being as angry as them. Like people want to see everybody really, really angry about the City game. There are people that want to see me go mad, absolutely go at Mikel Arteta, absolutely go at the players, not raise any positives whatsoever, not be constructively critical. You wouldn't believe this, would you, if I told you? (laughs) Social media and chat boxes. And then you offer them the chance to come have a chat and they don't. Yeah, I, I know, I should learn. You tell me all the time, chat box, I need to learn that people are just keyboard warriors and i shouldn't even give them the oxygen i shouldn't give them the time of day but at the end of the day i can't not because it's quite entertaining to be honest (laughs) it's quite funny anyway let's uh jump into the chat and take some of your questions harvey says tom could you do an in-depth show talking about arsenal's history or something similar in the future i feel like harvey wants to kind of get his head away from modern arsenal at the moment <laughs> obviously right now things aren't great um but i will indeed endeavor to bring you more historical shows maybe during the off season um but that's probably the time in which we'll be looking more so at historical sides of arsenal when the current season's still going we're very hectically busy with that but yes harvey we could definitely do some more in-depth shows about things that happened in in the past at arsenal uh, Machiavelli says, do you think our poor form post-January is a reflection of an average transfer window? Um, I think, obviously, the window was, in essence, we managed to do the business that we needed um, positionally. We brought in a forward, we brought in a left-sided centre-back, and we brought in a midfielder. Now, the question is, could we have brought in a better forward than Trossard? Maybe. Uh, but to be honest, bringing in a Premier League-ready 
forward that's been scoring goals against big teams, playing for a good team in the Premier League already was a good bit of business by Arsenal. The big part and the big question is the midfield. Now, the amount of people that have said that we should have spent more to get Caicedo or we should have got Anana in this window. Can I just make two things clear? For those that still believe that that's not the case. Caicedo was not for sale. Not for 70 million, not for 90 million, not for 150 million, which anyway would have been stupid considering what we were spending on him anyway was well above his, his market value. But he wasn't for sale. So can we kick the bucket of the whole we should have spent more on Caicedo? He wasn't going anywhere. Brighton weren't selling him. Doesn't matter what you offer, he weren't for sale. He's more important to them to keep him and get into Euro- European competition next season than it is to make that amount of money because they can make a load of money on him in the summer anyway. So get it in your heads. Caicedo wasn't for sale. Secondly, Anana rejected a move to Chelsea. He said he was staying. I don't know if you've caught the glimpse of the clip after the game that Arsenal played with Everton where he comes out and says, I'm effing staying. He wasn't going anywhere. He wants to stay at Everton to the end of the season. He wants to help them stay up. And then obviously we'll see what happens in the summer. But for those suggesting that we should have signed Anana, we shouldn't have we should have signed Caicedo. It just wasn't possible. So can we stop that, please? Because it's just not an argument that has any credibility to it whatsoever. Uh, Temi says, Tom, uh, was I at Baku in 2019? No, I wasn't. No. So let's uh, we can put that rumour to bed as well. Um, Ev, Jenny says, are there any updates on Jesus and Emil Smith-Rowe? Hopefully we'll get some more information on that in Mikel Arteta's press conference this morning. That's taking place at 930 AM. Uh, Kyle will be there, of course, and hopefully we'll get some updates on the team, including Thomas Partey as well. Um, Steve says, Tom, is it time to rotate the team to freshen up? Uh, things, I think it is, mate. Yeah, I think that I would be looking to start Trossard and Tierney. I'd move Zinchenko into midfield, I think, for this game. That's what I would do. Do I see that happening? No. Do I see us playing the same team we use against Man City? Probably. Arteta's given me no encouragement that he's willing to change things too drastically. I hope that we see that happen today. I really hope that we see that happen today. And I hope that Arteta, sorry, tomorrow, I hope that Arteta does indeed make changes because I think we do need to freshen things up a bit. Um, Ian says, can anyone join the Discord server? Uh, Anyone who's a member uh, can join the Discord server. It's just part of the process of if you want to become a member of the channel, it gives you access to the Discord server, Ian. So if you're a TGT expert member or TGT ambassador, it gives you access to our Discord. Uh, Mark says, what do you think about starting Trossard and Steven Ketiak? That's what I would do, Mark. That's what I'll be talking about on the preview show tonight is that I would be starting Trossard over in Ketiak. In the game, I think he needs a rest. I think he's shattered. I think he's so shattered. It's not even like a tactical thing for me as much as it is just giving him a rest. He needs one. Uh, Daniel says, uh, have you listened to the Vision podcast yet? Clive made the point that if Zinchenko has 100 touches, why not play him in the midfield and protect us versus long balls with Tommy at left back? Uh, Clive is a big fan of playing Tommy Asu at left back. Um, and if we're playing against teams that are going to kick it long, it makes sense. Uh, I think that either of Tommy or Tierney, I'd like to see. And as I just mentioned there, Daniel, I would push Zinchenko into midfield. Uh, let's... <laughs> Omar says, Tom, you need to start ranting. People love it when I rant. People love it when other YouTubers rant about things like that. Look, it's just not really my thing. My ranting things is more so the embarrassment that some people put themselves into with the comments they make online. So there you go. Um, <laughs> I feel like it says, I saw Sophie having a go at Harry on the tweet you commented on and Harry swiftly backed down as he didn't want that smoke. To be fair, none of us want that smoke from Sophie. Sophie's scary when she comes for you. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> she is scary. You don't want to get in the way of Sophie. 
Um, but no, look, I disagreed with Harry's tweet uh, that I replied to. You, you know, friends do disagree about things and on points. You know, it's just it's part and parcel of football. You all have opinions. It's about how you put those opinions across, obviously, that, that matters. Uh, Check Perk says one player you could have in the summer, uh, Declan Rice or someone else. Obviously, Drew Bellingham is, is the obvious choice for me. Uh, I just don't think that's possible. Um, Matt G says, Tom, why aren't you throwing your chair out of the window in anger? I don't come here for rational conversation. <laughs> um, Dave says, do we think that even when a team has a preferred 4-3-3 formation, that we still need three strikers? Because I do. Um, I think we've learned, arguably, Dave, more so than ever before, that we probably do need three strikers. I know we used to talk on the length on the channel about the fact that most clubs just have the two. But I suppose they have a youth option or a depth option there in a third position that can also play to a good level up top. Maybe Trossard's that guy for us. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Balogun in the summer. That's the big question about the striker position. But there's, you know, if we do come to the end of the season and um, if we do come to the end of the season and we miss out on goals or we've missed out because we didn't score enough goals in games or because Nketiah wasn't good enough and Jesus is out for a longer period, we might look back on January as a missed opportunity of not recalling Balogun. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, James says Felix is the one for me. We really missed out. We might be proven in the end that that Felix was a was someone that we maybe should have pushed for more financially and and taken the risk that that Chelsea took financially. It's really easy to say that with the benefit of hindsight, of course. And at the time, uh, and we did the interviews talking about the fact that on a short term deal it didn't make much sense. But I suppose if you win the title and Felix gets you the goals, it doesn't really matter what he would have cost you, does it? And I suppose that's a completely fair argument on it but we'll have to wait and see what happens it's fair to point out that Trossard you know has scored the same amount of goals as Raul Felix at this point in time and Chelsea haven't won any games that Jao Felix has played in so far either drew against Fulham drew against West Ham I don't know did they lose to Fulham I feel like they might have lost to Fulham um I know they drew at home uh but I'm sure they might have lost to Fulham uh, in that game that Jao Felix got sent off they drew with West Ham they just lost to Borussia Dortmund they haven't won a game yet with Jao Felix in the team so it's it's not necessarily cut and dry that he's you know a transformative figure in that side at the moment. Um, um, Francois says, Tom, I've heard you say it's just a game to so many and myself. It ain't just a game. It ain't just 22 guys running about. It's a way of life. Football saved my life, Tom. It did. Look, what I need you to get around is when I say football's just a game, it's not to do with um, what football means to you or me. When I say football's just a game, it's in relation to the abuse that is leveled online. Trust me, I understand how important football is. I've made it my life. I made it my life mission for football to be my entire life, my job, my hobby, my everything. Trust me, I know what football is. I know what it means to people. However, when I use the context of it's just a game, I'm talking about the abuse online. I'm talking about homophobia. I'm talking about racism. I'm talking about misogyny. I'm talking about all these very serious topics because in that context, football is just a game and it is not something that should spark abuse in those sectors. So, Francois, I hope that brings you clarification on what I mean when I say the words, it's just a game because that is the context of what I'm talking about it in. Because believe me, I still know beyond, you know, uh, before you get to that stage of, of talking about those very serious topics, I know how important football is to me, you, everybody else. So I hope that brings you some clarification onto what I'm talking about. Um, let's go to uh, Ray Beam says, TC, any chance that we might see Kivior soon? I suppose when the Europa League gets back, we might see Kivior. Or until then, I don't think he's going to drop Gabriel at the moment. 
let's go to do, 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 a lot of people ask the same questions that I've already answered. Uh, Nav says, do you see us getting a Partey replacement in the summer? Because he hasn't been very reliable in these big games. And I know it's not his fault, but still think eventually he may need to be phased out. Yeah, we talked a bit about this on yesterday's show. Um, and I think that when it comes down to these massive opportunities that we've had in the end of the last three seasons, he's not been there. And that's why I said yesterday that we need to sign somebody that we can bring in, that can bring us a level of competition and eventually replace him. Jorginho isn't that. He's someone that can bring cover, but he's not going to replace him. Uh, A. Noonan says, uh, every player has a price, Tom. Don't be so naive. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Every player has a price. But sometimes those prices are stupid. If you're trying to tell me that you have spent $150 million on Caicedo if it meant getting him through the door, I just can't. I, I, it's, it's ironic that you call me naive in that sense. Because why would you spend $150 million on a player that's worth a third of that price? It doesn't make any sense to do that. You know, None at all. Especially if it compromises what you're able to do in the future window, which it would. Imagine Caicedo comes and isn't that guy because he's worth far less than that and isn't able to bring in what we want. Then you've just spent 150 million. You've blown your budget for potentially two windows on one player. So I'm sorry, but just no. You might be every player as a price, but that price might be more detrimental to us than it is beneficial to bring the player in. And that's where the naivety, I think, exists. So don't tell me I'm naive for thinking that every player doesn't have a price. Because I think the naivety comes from thinking that it's okay to overspend by stupid numbers of multiplications on a player that might not be the difference for us. Um, Twinny Hardaway says, uh, Tom, have you seen the next 10 games before City? It's a pretty easy run on paper, but I think it will really show us the mentality of the squad. Yeah, I have. Um, I've seen a few people tweet the, uh, the run of games, actually. And you would expect Arsenal to be the favourites for every single one of the games that we've got coming up. They're not going to all be easy. Liverpool away from home is obviously... A very difficult game on paper, but Liverpool haven't been particularly great this season. And, you know, we've already beaten them once this season, but they do tend to come alive when we play them. And it's going to be a big ask. We haven't won at Anfield for, I can't remember the last league game we won at Anfield. I think it was maybe 2012 when we won with 2-0 Van Persie and was it Podolski? that scored no not Van Persie that was the year before that was 2011 it was because Podolski obviously arrived after Van Persie left so it would have been Podolski and oh who scored the other goal was it Santi maybe Santi Cazorla scored that goal I think it might have been those two um but yeah I think it might have been 2012 the last time we won um at Anfield in the league long time Really long time. Uh, Wilson says, why the hell are some of you guys calling Tom naive? <laughs> Tom knows exactly what he's talking about. Bloody hell. Put some respect on his name for crying out loud. <laughs> that might be my favorite comment. <laughs> Brilliant. I appreciate the defense, Wilson. I appreciate it, mate. Um, MRM said, surely there is an issue with our medical team. Party's injury record was impeccable at Atletico Madrid. We always go to that, don't we? We always kind of question, there must be something wrong with the medical team. And the irony is that we've actually changed multiple parts of the medical team in the period of time uh, over the last decade when we've continually asked that question of there must be something there must be something wrong with our medical team things unfortunately some things are just unlucky um, and if you have a certain type of injury it can just reoccur and it's just sometimes it's just coincidental so yeah mm. 
Uh, it's, it's it's really, really tricky. Um, Jean says, seriously, do you all think that Balogun has higher potential than Nketiah? Uh, Balogun has the benefit of playing regularly, but Nketiah hasn't. The critics are way too harsh on Nketiah. Uh, Nketiah has also been playing regularly in the Premier League. <laughs> Great difference, of course. Um, and in a period where our form has has dipped significantly as well. Some might say that's because of um, Nketiah being there, but he was doing pretty darn well you know, up until the point that we played that game against Everton. Pretty darn well indeed. Uh, checks in the posts, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Jashar says, Tom, at the start of last season, with least less games, we had Aubameyang, Lacquer, Eddie and Pepe. This season, we started with Jesus and Eddie with extra games to play. It never added up. And yet, we've performed better. Sometimes less is more. Um, but it's obviously important to make the right decisions. Uh, and we, I think, do lack something up top. I'm hoping that Trossard can still give us something and I'm hoping that Trossard can actually show what he's capable of doing in the middle. Uh, and I would start him in the middle on Saturday. Uh, we're going to bring the show to an end because I have got to go start work and uh, get ready for the press conference that will be taking place in just over an hour's time at London Colney. So do indeed make sure you join us over at football.london for the live blog and do indeed make sure uh, that you tune in on the Arsenal way for the uh, reaction to that and, of course, the show that is going to take place with that. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure, as it always is. And uh, I will speak to you this evening, 5.30pm, uh, for our preview show tonight. So I look forward to bringing you that. Have a fantastic day. I hope you do well. I hope you enjoy your Friday. And uh, lots of new music comes out on Friday. I always enjoy Fridays for that fact. Um, but tomorrow, big day. No 8am show tomorrow. Um, I'm getting a very early train. So there won't be an 8am show unless I'm able to record something to pre-record to go out, but I doubt it. I don't know if I'm going to have time because I've work and I'm going to watch something at the cinema this evening. So uh, it's a busy, busy day for me. But we'll be back at 5.30 p.m. now talking about the game. I don't think I'm going to save that and pre-release it um, tomorrow morning. I think we will just do the preview show tonight. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, no 8 a.m. show tomorrow. Hopefully there'll be a reaction for you uh, at some stage, maybe in the evening to the game. I'll do a podcast in the evening when I get back. But other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys, as it always is. I hope you have a great Friday and enjoy your weekend if I don't speak to you before then. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.